Welcome to the Finally Marketing Networks podcast. We all know marketing is a very vast array of things and services. You will see kind of the evolution of marketing. We're going to interview guests from all walks of life. Stay tuned and enjoy the Finally Marketing Networks podcast. In just a few moments, you're going to hear from Nicole Schaefer, who owns Yellow Dog Legal out of California. I know I say this a lot, but this one is fun. We dive into a ton of things, law, and legal, trademarks, copyright. That world has always been really fascinating to me because I don't truly understand it very well. So we dive into all the questions that I had, and I'm assuming a lot of those will probably be questions that you had about that process as well. So stay tuned in just a few moments for the next episode. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Finally Marketing That Works podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Slater. Here with me is a new friend over in Portland, Oregon, Nicole Schaefer. Nicole, how are you doing today? Not bad. Thank you Uh, for having me. You are so welcome. Thanks for hopping on. I know we're going to dive into a lot of fun stuff today. I won't spoil all of it right now for everybody listening. But before we jump into all that, I'd love you to just introduce yourself, talk about Kind of what, you, what, you, what the day-to-day life of Nicole looks like and what you what you do for a living. Uh, okay. I own a law firm called Yellow Dog Legal, and I primarily do trademarks, but I'm also doing fashion law, cannabis, craft beverage law. Um, and then I also own a blogging website for lawyers. It's like a concierge website called bloggersonline.com. Um, yeah, and... My day-to-day is just trying to do it all, I guess. (laughs) Well, you're doing a lot. I don't know how you, I know we mentioned it right before we started. I don't know how you have time to do all those different things of law. Law is very fascinating to me, but I definitely don't uh, understand it uh, very well. So that's why I know where I'm excited to kind of dive in uh, specifically and learn just about trademark law. So I don't even know where we start with all that, but I'd love to see, you know, what exactly is trademark law? We'll kind of just start there at the, the grassroots of it. One of the ones you practice. I know you said you're, you're an expert and this is what you know really well. So what exactly is that? Um, so trademarks are essentially, um, it's a brand source or brand recognition. So for example, if you see a Coca-Cola Um, you'll see an R next to that and that basically ensures that okay you're getting actual coca-cola you're not getting something someone made in their bathtub right Um, so it's that symbol so it's a little abstract for most people because you know people want something physical and you do get a certificate but it's essentially about protecting your brand and showing that it's yours and so Trademarks protect things like business name, logo, uh, uh, slogans, taglines, uh, product names, that kind of stuff. Okay. And what's that process look like to, to get one? And can, can anybody get one? Or is it kind of like, oh, you need to have, I don't know, you need to be in business for so long or have some I don't know, a big background or something. Can anybody get a trademark? Um, Yeah, anyone can get one as long as you can prove that you're using the uh, thing that you're getting trademarked in commerce. And that's a pretty low bar. So essentially, if you have a business card or you have a website that actually shows that your people can purchase that or are using your um, the thing you're trying to trademark, then yeah, you're good. So and and what kind of falls under 
something that's probably worth trademarking. So, you know, think about, like, I even just think about my, my agency I have, you know, mm-hmm. I have our logo, our name, and I have my tagline, mm-hmm. but I'm small apples. I feel like in the world of trademarks compared to obviously a Coca-Cola who obviously needs to protect that logo at all costs and Apple needs to protect theirs, but is, should every company out there have their logo tagline, all that stuff trademarked, or is it kind of just to a point where it's not really worth it? Um, and maybe I'm biased, but no, I think everybody should have a trademark. If you have a business or anything that is public facing, just because I've seen so many companies here in Portland that have had to rebrand and that's expensive. It's sad because most often you've gotten attached to your name probably in your logo. So to find out, oh, you know, somebody else trademarked it and you can't use it anymore is devastating. Um, so yeah, I don't think it really matters how big of a business you have. If you want to keep your name and your logo, um, you should get a trademark. So. so if I have my company and I've had mine for over a, over a decade now, if I don't get any trademark and then somebody decides to start a company called Slater Strategies with the same tagline, finally marketing that works, if they were to start it today and trademark it, Tech, would I then have to change my business? Am I, even though I have all this back, this 10 years of proof of having all this names and branding and mugs and things, do I have to change my stuff or would there be any type of legal battle I could go after them for? You can, because um, there is such a thing as a common law trademark, but um, it's about uh, acquiring distinctiveness and that can be a really hard thing to prove. Um, And so I have seen people do battle with other companies, but generally they lose because if that company has a trademark, they automatically have a a sort of presumption that, oh, they own the brand. You know, they were the first to use it. Wow. And and what does the process look like? Obviously, you are a... Um, uh, an attorney and a lawyer that does does this. So do, do companies come to you and say, hey, Nicole, I have this company. I would like to trademark my logo, my name, my tagline. And, and if that's what they do, how does that whole process work and how long does it take? Sure. So yeah, that is generally what happens. People come to me and say either, you know, I think I need a trademark or I've done some research and I definitely need one. Um, and so the process is one of I first do a comprehensive search of whatever they want to trademark and that's just to make sure there's nothing else out there that could, you know, nobody could file an opposition to their trademark at some point. Um, It's also just to make sure the name's available, the logo's available. And I write an opinion letter, which is basically like, I went through this 800 page report so you didn't have to. (laughs) Um, And I tell them my opinion. And then if they want to move forward, um, they apply, or I apply for them. But um, And right now the USPTO is, is pretty crazy and overwhelmed because of last year. So I would say trademarks are taking about six to nine months on average wow. to uh, go through. But. Man, and what's the what's the cost on your side of things, and also on the government side? Is there a, is there fees on? I'm assuming there's fees on both sides. Uh, what do those typically look like? I mean, I do charge a flat fee for trademarks, but um, generally the fees you're looking at, if you're doing it on your own, 
uh, it's going to be 350 for the application for each category um, that you apply in. And then uh, my costs personally are 129 for the comprehensive search and 350 for the application. Okay, so somebody could technically just, if they wanted to do their just their tagline, if they wanted to or whatever, it could cost just the one thing under a thousand bucks all said and done to get all of that done. Is that right? Um, yeah, I mean, potentially. Uh, sometimes I have to charge more because I have different packages and you um, there's always the potential to get something called an office action, which is uh, when the examiner finds something wrong. Uh, and there are two different kinds. Administrative is just like, we didn't like the way you described those colors or whatever. Um, those are easy. Then they're substantive, and those are the hard ones because that's where they're like, we found another brand and we think there's going to be a likelihood of confusion. Write us like a 15-page memo telling us why we're wrong. Um, and so obviously those ones are more time-consuming and, uh, you know, no guarantee that you're going to win. So... Um, and once you get a trademark, do you have it forever? Do you have, is this something that has to be renewed on a regular basis? It does have to be renewed. Um, the first time is between the fifth and sixth year, and after that, it's every ten years. Okay. And is it? I'm assuming pretty easy at that point because you've already proven it before. Do you just kind of just have to pay to renew it, or do you have to prove it again that you have what you have? Um, yeah, you essentially just have to pay and say, yeah, I'm still using it. Um, I think sometimes they will ask for, you know, proof that you're still using it. But generally, yeah, it's pretty easy. Man, that that's wild. I makes me go, okay, I should probably get something. I should get stuff <laughs> trademarked. I, that stuff is so foreign, as I mentioned to you before we start, even started. It's so fascinating, but that law stuff, like, scares me because I'm always like, <laughs> I, where I don't, well, I don't even know where to start. And so when I found out, you know, obviously your your uh, practice does exactly that, like taking that burden away from somebody who doesn't want to have to read the code, make sure they're doing it correctly. That's a lot of, I feel like, relief for a lot of companies to, to, to do that. So I'm hoping if anybody's listening and you don't have a trademark that you will you reach out to Nicole and I know she'll take good care of you. And I'm assuming you can work across state lines, no problem oh. with anybody, no matter where they are, correct? Yeah, that's part of the reason I chose this area actually is because it's federal. So I can help anyone in the entire United States. So cool. Yeah, and, so what, and once you get your trademark, is there like a, some type of cool certificate somebody can get and frame it, put it on their wall being like, boom, it's yep. trademarked. Yeah, um, it's really pretty. I actually have one for my firm, and uh, it comes with a little gold seal and everything. Uh, and when I send them to my clients, I actually do frame them, and then you know send them like a mug. I'm giving you all my secrets, but yeah, I send them a mug with whatever they got trademarked on there, um, and just a personal note. And so I try to make it like a big deal because you know it is a big deal. So. Yeah. That's super, you know, that is super cool. And so I, I remember I've seen those, I know you mentioned the Coca-Cola with the little R. I've seen that obviously for years and always wonder, oh man, how do you, that must be really hard to get that. Isn't there also something else, isn't there like TM too for trademarkers or some other type of letters yeah. I see my logos? Yeah, uh, you, you will see TM quite often too. And generally what that means is either the company's applied for a trademark, but they haven't gotten it yet, or they're intending on trademarking it, 
or just they're saying like this is our brand and we're you know we're telling you this is ours so um that is a very common thing to see on stuff as well okay but the r is the most serious one because that means you actually have it yeah the r means that you're officially registered and actually using that if you're not is a a federal offense so don't do that (laughs) man so what if you have your logo trademarked you have the you're registered and you don't put the R on your logo all the time or ever. I mean, are you is that allowed or do you have to every time it's put somewhere there has to be an R there? Um, as far as I know, you don't have to, but uh, it's a good idea just to tell people like it's registered um, because part of having a trademark is having a duty to enforce it. So I think it's just a good idea. Otherwise, you could be sending cease and desist letters out like constantly. So man okay and if you get one for your logo and your tagline and let's just say logo and tagline do you need to have the r by the logo and the tagline if they're both together or can you just put one that covers both of them you could just put one like next to the logo or something or next to the tagline you'd probably be okay now and i'm sure you you have some and i know you obviously client stuff you can't share too much i'm sure you have some crazy stories of somebody who got got it registered had to go after somebody who was trying to use it and do you have any any stories you're able to share just like little details of like fun funny stories or crazy stories that happen i mean i don't know how many of them are you know super funny or crazy but i do have a client who uh owns a flower shop and someone literally was a client of hers and just stole her entire uh, idea or tried to, you know, part of her name, part of her logo and started their own flower business. And so we did have to go after them and be like, you can't, can't do that. And uh, luckily we'd applied for a trademark, so it was a lot easier, but that was just so blatant that it was kind of shocking to me. I don't know, <laughs> trying to think if I have any other like good ones but uh most of them are pretty straightforward so is there certain things that like can't be trademarked and and maybe fought over for instance you know things that are when it pops in my head is like the that most people would know is the yin and yang the black the Mm -hmm. black and white swirl is i know people can probably trademark something using that as a logo but what if somebody else uses the yin and yang and makes it look like their logo can you is there stuff that you really just can't trademark because it's such a common thing that people use anyways? Yeah, not so much with logos, but um, with names. That is a big issue because people will try to use things that are too generic or too descriptive, or they'll try to use their name. And that's a really hard one to get through just because other people have your name. So if you trademark your name, that's not really fair. Yeah, there's just you know, certain things that you'll want to avoid. And so I tell my clients, like, try to do something arbitrary or fanciful. So like Apple for a computer or something else that's weird, Xerox, you know, whatever. Okay, no, super good advice. (laughs) And for your company specifically, I'm sure you've had in your, your years of having your practice some things that have worked for you for marketing and things that haven't worked. And so if there's any lawyers that are tuning in, trying to get ideas maybe to how to grow their uh, their firm or their practice, what are some of the things that you've done in the past to that you've had success with? Maybe it's 
referrals, it's networking, or maybe you ran some TV commercials or social media. What Have you done anything that's worked really good for yours? And then things that you've done that also just flopped. You're like, oh, why? I don't know why I yeah. even did that, but it didn't work for me. Yeah, I would say my most successful thing probably has just been Facebook and connecting with groups on there and then just offering free advice and saying like, oh, I'm happy to talk to you about that if you want to. Because I think just helping people and being helpful is really good. Um, you know, yeah, I've had failed stuff. I, I did try radio ads for a while, crickets. Um, you know, I, so yeah, I, I, think, I think it's good to have a presence on Google. It's good to have, you know, um, stuff like that. But it's also really important to just talk to people and you know be available yeah definitely so awesome well i would love if we before we wrap everything up if there's any nuggets or anything you'd love to share with people listening that they should do for their company what maybe it's obviously regarding trademarks or maybe anything else legal that you have really good advice on if there was like one two or three things you would leave people with who are listening what would be those what would be those nuggets get a trademark it's not that expensive and seriously will save you money in the long run most likely. Uh, get your contracts in order and you know, hire an attorney. Don't try to do everything yourself. I know it, it's hard when you're starting a business because you want to save money, but some things are just better not to use legal Zoom for, you know, or something like that. So I think that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, and if somebody wants to to hire Nicole and her her uh, law firm to do this for. What's the best way they can get in touch with you, Nicole? Um, my website, uh, yellowdoglegal.com, or they can write to me at yellowdoglegal at gmail.com. Um, yeah, any of those ways, or reach out to me on social media, you know, anything. Fantastic. Well, anybody who's listening, if you don't have any of that, which obviously I'm speaking from um, the <laughs> same experience, I don't have any of that. Uh, reach out to Nicole, get, get, get that started so you guys are protected so you don't have anybody coming after you and yeah. you can have that peace of mind to have that registered R by your, your logo and tagline so you're in good shape. So Nicole, mm -hmm. thank you for the advice and thank you for all the information. I actually, this was really fun because I, like I said, this was super intriguing to me. So thank you for sharing your expertise with uh, no. me and the audience. Yeah. No problem. Thank you for having me. Enjoy your summer. Well, if you got done with that episode and you're like, dang, I don't think I have a trademark or a copyright on my logo or my tagline or my business name, you should probably look into getting one. And if you are needing one, please reach out to Nicole at Yellow Dog Legal. She will take great care of you to make sure that you are protected and you're not going to get yourself into trouble. So I hope you enjoyed it just like I did. And we'll be here next week with another awesome guest on the Finally Marketing Networks podcast. We'll see you then.